0: Just as promised, Capcom showed off a ton of exciting new Street Fighter V content during Tuesday's Spring Update stream. We got new footage of Rose, Oro, and even a look at Akira, and so Catalyst and I offer up our thoughts, reactions, hopes, and worries about the coming chapters of Season 5 all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs podcast.
0: I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hey, how are you feeling about the uh, the update for Street Fighter right now? Because I am uh, I've got mixed feelings about it. Ultimately, good, I think, but there's some stuff that looks super annoying and stuff that I can't make much sense of yet. And and that's it's more intriguing than it is frustrating. But how are you feeling? I, I guess I already. <laughs> Rose, right? Rose. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's <laughs> the
1: obvious answer. So I will avoid the obvious answer and say, you know, obviously one of the best days of all time, and you know, get that out of the way. But um, uh, but actually, to address more of what's kind of going on is is is. I think that, that when Capcom said that they're getting more feedback than they've gotten in any season so far of Street Fighter V, uh, and that, you know, the, the feedback kind of like was very positive is what they said. Like that mm-hmm. that was kind of like more of a, a throwaway line, in my opinion, because you can, you know, you could really option select the heck out of that one. But the fact that they're getting a lot of feedback from the community is is particularly fascinating for me. and And I'm like, I looked at that and I'm going, okay, wait a second, like, is this kind of, and, and and let me let me option select my own statement here. And just Smart. kind of say, like, is this a, a bit of a new era for Street Fighter V? And I don't mean entirely. I don't mean that's going to wash away all the bad stuff that's happened with this game. I just mean, are we kind of looking at maybe a better situation than we ever had before with this game?
0: Yeah, it feels that we are, I think what you're getting at, because we talked about that sort of before, and more of like we're getting there, we're seeing the progress And with this update, it's almost like it's been consistent enough at this point and and it's been clearly evolving enough in the right direction that maybe we're at a point now where, like yes, Capcom has sufficiently caught up and anything that um, continues to develop there is just going to be added benefit, added bonus, more cherries on top and uh, make things even nicer. But because that was such a sore thumb with this company, with this game, uh, like it's something that we can't help but continue to like look yeah. at and reference back to. And yeah, so it's it's kind of a load off of a, a like a weight off of the back of, of the community and of Capcom now that this kind of thing has been attended to sufficiently.
1: Yeah, it's, I feel, I mean, I, I this is obviously my favorite Street Fighter game. I, I've talked about that a lot, but I'm a really poor barometer for how the community feels overall. At the same time, this game has sold 5.2 million copies. Um, I don't think that, that uh, Shue uh, Masamoto was in any way uh, shape or form stretching the truth when they said that they're getting more feedback about this version of the game than they've ever gotten I I legitimately think that was a very intense statement now I'm not 100% sure how they're quantifying that I know that Ono went on Twitter a lot Uh, I'm sure they're using Twitter to some degree but I'm also sure that you know the the Twitch and YouTube chats our comment section uh, things of that nature are also pretty big factors here and you know um, I I think there's a definitely a collective uh, a group of people at Capcom that really heavily monitor this stuff and and, you know and Kara about it, and I, I think that the things are picking up a bit here. Um, so it, it's just it's kind of a fascinating time where I'm 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 really curious where where this game is going to be when the dust settles. Like I'm struggling. I'm like, what's going to happen with this darn game? Like, how are people going to view it like a year from now? Um, like, hmm. I don't know. I, I want to turn that immediately over to you because I know that you run with a crowd that's a little bit less uh favoring this game i will say it's not like they hate the game or anything like that it's just it's like look like a lot of people who grew up on on street fighter 4 or street fighter 3 for that matter really don't like this game and it and and if you started with this game or if you know you're kind of more of a new player i think you're you're a little bit more on board with it and it's not a universal rule i'm just kind of saying as a general thing from the people i talk to if you really like street fighter 4 you do not like this game as much uh, that's what i see but but where do you think this game is going to end up like in a year or two from now like street fighter 6 is out like how do you think people are going to view street fighter
0: 5 when, when all is kind of said and done Hmm. okay so there's there's quite a bit there uh where to start i guess i would say uh first off In terms of my perception of it, I've sort of come to terms with the fact that yes, this will almost certainly never be my favorite Street Fighter just because of the way it works and and what you're getting at. The expectations set up by previous Street Fighters, how things are going to work, how risk and reward is going to feel, um, things along those lines. Uh, There's been a lot to tweak it in the right directions and I'm much happier with it now than I have been in the past. But There's still just something about the identity of Street Fighter V and and, and like the way it plays, the way it feels when you're playing it, the things that like the little nuanced ways of, you know, what it means to press a heavy punch button in this game versus another, for instance, stuff along those lines that I just don't like as much. But that's my preference. And yes, I'm coming from a biased, already, um, uh, you know, established perspective of what I have in my expectations. And I think that's going to be true for a lot of people. Um, But where the game is, uh, if there's a particular way it is succeeding right now, if Capcom is doing something particularly right that that sort of rises... Uh, It's like a rising tide that's going to bring up all ships, whether it be the newcomers that are just joining for Street Fighter V or those of us that have been around a little bit longer or those of us that have been around a lot longer. Uh, The fact that it's becoming intriguing to explore again, I think is one of the, the key elements, especially this late in the game. But they're adding on little nuances and some of them are not little like obviously v-shift is this massive thing that everyone can give their you know give two minutes a you know turn their head and check out for a second but even beyond that the things that they're doing with certain characters the things that they're uh the, the directions they're trying to evolve the game the unique little like you know bits and pieces and we'll get into especially with the characters that were showcased yesterday a bit um we'll talk about their like kind of mechanics and their it's almost like their quirks or their gimmicks though it's 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 hard to even go as far as to say mechanics But from gameplay to presentation to just the whole idea of... Selling this game and continuing uh, uh, service and development with it, um, I think is in a much healthier place. and the main takeaway is that it's intriguing and it might not end up being your favorite thing. but those of us that are invested into Street Fighter um, just as a as a franchise who are who appreciate it, it's like it's evolving in an in an interesting way. and even if it's not necessarily for me, it's gonna it, it's it's interesting in general,
1: yeah. Yeah, in, in I I mean I love these presentations. Uh, I do think that they could be a bit better because I, I look at like you know uh, Sakurai um, with the Smash uh, stuff as, as like the gold standard, and then uh, definitely uh, NRS with their um uh, gosh Combat, uh, combat cast. cast. Yeah, the name was escaping me there for a second. Way too. I've been up way too long working on stuff all night long for this. But uh, anyway, um, I, I think that they could add a little bit more, but I'm also not unhappy with them in the slightest. It's uh, you, you know me, I'm always kind of pushing for a gold standard. Especially with these AAA companies, it's like, look, like I'm glad that you're at least doing this, and you know, this kind of, in my opinion, should have been the bare minimum from the get go with this game. Uh, I was very disappointed with how this game was communicated with. I know so were you. Uh, This should have been what we always had, and and I'm fine with this. You know, it's the same way for the foreseeable future. But really going in depth with the characters, like Sakurai does, and just you know, having that 30 to 40 minute breakdown on a character is just awesome. And like he goes into such extreme detail. Uh, The presentations are great. Um, yeah, he he scales and scopes a lot of those himself. So I, I hope that eventually Capcom gets up to that level. Uh, I think it could do a bit more. But, you know, I, I think that if you also look back at this presentation compared to the, their past ones, I think their every presentation has gotten a bit better. Right. So, right. There it is. Yeah, I think. They might yeah, because.
0: They they're adding a certain charm to the presentation as well. uh What you're getting at there about like having actually 40 minutes or so of of presentation uh, of gameplay because that's like the main reason. That's like 90 percent of why people are there in the first place. Fair enough. But then little nuances or little touches like hey we're gonna have on some uh, some famous you know Steve Aoki or or whomever you know and Kenny Omega and. Um the guy that I already forgot his name from this last one. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Zed. <laughs> uh, the guy from pulp uh, fiction, yeah. Yeah. So Oh, I thought he was dead. Yeah, anyways. He, he uh, was. Yeah, <laughs> So anyways, uh, but but like those little touches are cool. Um, you know, in the first presentation they have, they, they've got those uh, those cubbies behind them. And I don't remember if they had a lot in them before, but now they've made a little kind of, you know, yeah. almost a game of putting different stuff back there. And it not necessarily hints towards anything. I'm not sure that they are or not, but it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, well, how did they update that? Little, little things for the community to check back on whenever um, they go back to these uh, presentations and whatnot. And then in the game itself, it's like we're seeing a lot more little animations of the moves. Like if you let them play out, I think you can cancel out of them. But we saw a ton of that with Dan. And we're we're seeing it in full force with the likes of Oro and Rose and, and even Akira, who's still in, I think they've just started development on her. But enough to show some, uh, some footage yesterday. But little things like that are giving me hope. And I think they're, it's giving the, not even hope, hope's not the right word, because we're not trying to get out of like, you know, we're not trying to get off life support or anything like that at this point, but it's encouraging that we're continuing to move in the right direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So, like, where, where do you think, like, Capcom is going to end up, like, uh, with these kind of presentations, save, like, for Street Fighter 6? Like, if, if we get the exact presentation that we got yesterday for Street Fighter 6, do you think that's going to be a good thing? Let me ask it that way. Or do you think by that time we really have e- should evolved quite a bit more past what we're seeing now?
0: well maybe the standard generally goes up but let me set up already that like Sakurai's smash presentations are already that much better and that can be an easy goal for especially if you're capcom you're a triple a title you're uh, i mean in, in many ways you're still the torchbearer for the fighting game community uh, in what you do so you're expected to probably be at the head of the class and average isn't really okay for you so so i hear you there um so based on all that no if we were still doing this when street fighter six rolls out maybe it wouldn't quite be sufficient i'm still in the like i'm happy they're doing anything realm so yeah (laughs) let me try to let me try to shove off from that dock a little bit farther but uh But yeah, I I would hope that it would continue to evolve. Um, I I guess I would ask and turn it back to you, like, what would you like to see more of? It Just more gameplay footage per presentation, or or what would make it that much better?
1: They can definitely do much more analysis of what gameplay they're doing. Uh, I mean, I sat back there with Rose, and I watched the footage at, like, you know, half speed, and I'm sitting there analyzing all of her normals and other stuff, and that's something that they easily could have done for me by just Mm. saying, like, hey, you know, her standing medium punch is used primarily to stop dash-ins, and it's, you know, plus three on block and all this other kind of stuff and I kind of gathered that and I put it into my story and you know that's it's up there on the website if people want to read that kind of level of detail but it's also kind of like, why aren't you doing that for people? You know, like it's, I get doing the initial presentations and they're like, okay, let's do a deeper look now at both Rose and Oro. Uh, You know, we're going to save Akira for another time, you know, because just teasers and stuff were right. But Mm. like for those two characters, like this is a basis of how we think this character is going to play, like how people are going to do it. Like for example, if they brought up, let's say Guile, they're like, Guile's a zoning character and blah, 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 and other stuff like that. Instead of just showing his moves, show how you intend his moves to work. Like really give people a good jump off point uh, and I think they do a solid job of this actually in game with the demonstrations a lot of people don't go into those because they're right. not used to good content actually being in there but Capcom has actually baked some good content into that they're shorter you know than, than they should be but these really nice YouTube presentations like before the characters released just telling us like hey this is how the character is going to play what we think people are going to do and but also hey explore your own options and that's perfectly fine
0: right you know that, um, yeah back with with Killer Instinct when they were rolling out their character showcases and I had actually I had just recently jumped onto event hubs in general and I but I very vividly remember covering those because they were kind of the only ones that I remember doing that sort of level of presentation at the time, um, and Combat Cast I think followed shortly thereafter. But anyways, I, I would see that, and I, I never really got into Killer Instinct and played it myself. But I remember watching specifically Conra, the whole not a mummy thing, and mm-hmm. the way they broke it down. They're like, this move will function in this way. It'll be for this purpose, and it will uh, be paired well with this other maneuver over here. And when you do this, you'll have this high low mix up or whatever it was. But they gave a vivid enough picture of this character to someone who doesn't even play the game that I was like, dude, I kind of want, I'd play that character if, uh, if, you know, if I had the game. And, and I, I kind of want to play that character, and maybe I'll play the game, and and I, I obviously never did, but I remember feeling that way through multiple presentations, I remember feeling that way through uh, through Agenos, I think his name was the giant behemoth, like, rock creature, and, and uh, Riptor, well, for obvious reasons, but but beyond just the, the name <laughs> thing, um, and Conra, like I said, and many others, like, I was intrigued by those presentations, not only to, like, maybe play those characters, but maybe to pick up the game, and that's happened to some extent with Street Fighter characters, but when you, um, the same i would i should say is true for the nrs breakdowns what they've done with you know injustice yeah. and mortal combat i've been like very intrigued it's like this oh, gives me so a good. level of of intimate understanding with the character that uh, i'm not getting through what we've seen you know like through Capcom stuff thus far. So I will give you that. And and as I look back on that and thought about it for this show, but yeah, you're right. Like it makes people more enticed. There's a lot of value in doing it that way. So the more you can give someone about like here, this is what this is gonna feel like actually in your hands as you, you know, clay in your hands, as you mold it, as you play with it, will this be fun? And here's why it's fun. Um, that's, that's huge. And in this day where the competition for what, you know, your audience's time in this genre is going to be. Like, there's a lot of options out there. You better have a reason why they should play your game over another. Yeah, and and
1: I know one of the reasons in the past, and I'm pretty sure it's the case now, is that Capcom's really highly guarded with this stuff to kind of a ridiculous degree. And I'm very oh, disappointed Hulk. by... <laughs> Capcom's leadership that has has kept this mandate on their people there because these are, these are not the the people we see on stream typically aren't the people making these decisions. I'll just say that. Like it, there might be some exceptions and there were some exceptions, but I think for the most part uh the, the the decisions being made are above their pay grade to some degree. And I I think that they could do, you know, the updates that we're getting right now but also follow up like, you know, Rose comes out in 2 weeks from now. Like follow up in a week, let some great, you know, staff members that you have there go walk people through what Rose is all about like a week before she comes out maybe that will happen hey you know um and and really do a breakdown for people and make it 30 minutes long and it's like it's not the kind of thing where you know maybe a general audience isn't going to tune in for that but if you have interest in playing rose you probably will and and it's again it's much like the combat cast it's much like the the I presents stuff like it, it's much more in that vein and then like you're really appeasing your hardcore fans who guess what are paying your bills <laughs> They're the people who are buying this DLC. And, and I mean, you're a pretty hardcore fan if like you're excited about Rose coming out to Street Fighter V, you know, like uh, five years after the game came out, right? Like, and you're, you're excited about paying five bucks for a brand new character, right? Like, you're hardcore. And, and that is to appease those people out there. And clearly, there's enough people who are interested. Like, why not throw them a bone in that way? And again, I, I get there's some old guard at Capcom who's like, okay, we're just going to lock down everything. And you guys are super lucky to get these presentations. And yeah, we are. But it's also like, why not take it to a next level and really compete with, with, you know, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and and the NRS titles? Like, these are brilliant games that are selling tons of copies for damn good reasons. And and you should be matching what they're putting out there.
0: Yes. uh, To be fair... Uh, they used to do this a little bit in, back in season one in the uh, Combo Fiend at Capcom days yeah. where there was presentations on like Pro Talk with Mike Ross and such. I remember him breaking down Guile and whatnot. And then, like we said, they have Matt Edwards um, having done a little bit in this vein after the characters drop sometimes. And so they're kind of there, but I think the the big like the line that's crossed is that they should be doing it before the characters are released and, and during these sort of presentations where you have all eyes on you for certain as opposed to you know once the character's out a lot of half the people are out there just playing and exploring for themselves and such and it's just not as not as prime a time to be showcasing something like that
1: No. And again, I Capcom, like, again, we super appreciate what you guys are doing. We realize this is a big step in the right direction. We're just, we're trying to, we're trying to get you guys up to a whole different level here. So I don't want to sound too ungrateful here about it, but (laughs) look, we, we care about this stuff a lot. It's our jobs to care about this stuff. And just because no one else is saying it doesn't mean that people aren't feeling it when they look at your game and compare it to smash ultimate, you know, and it's like, we want the best, you know, from all the companies in the FGC. And when there's a company that, you know, like Capcom, who's, in my opinion, third on the list in terms of who is doing the best job and NRS and Nintendo is in front of you, like match them you know like i don't think it's that hard to match them when you can you can get your battle designer up there and have them go on and like translate it and and have them do 30 minutes on rose or oro or akira or anyone for that matter like that's going to be like just the best freaking footage out there for hardcore players and and we're going to eat it up but i dig speaking of 30 minutes on rose (laughs) we're going to go into it right all right Rose is probably going to be pretty darn good in this game. Um, one of the things that they said right from the get-go, um, uh, Takayuki Nakayama, uh, the director of the game, said that Rose is highly technical. And one of the things that you're seeing in this game is that the more technical characters are generally being made better in this day and age uh, and, and kind of shooting up the tier list. Plus, if you're kind of a zoner, kind of a trap-based character or setup-based mm-hmm. character, you're getting some good stuff. So I would be a little bit shocked right now at this moment if if Rose is low tier. I think she's probably going to be worst case mid, and she might be high tier because um, she has got very powerful, powerful normals, uh, good space control, and it actually looks like her EX Soul Spiral has some invincibility on it too. Maybe from, from frame three onwards or something like that. But I saw it blow up Rose's uh, crouching medium kick, uh, which was actually greatly improved. And her crouching medium kick now actually is reminding me of uh, Ryu's crouching medium kick. Now, she always had one, but it didn't go that far. And now this thing goes pretty darn far and it combos into most things that she has. Uh, so it seems like they've kind of replaced her crouching medium punch with crouching medium kick. Uh, now it's a low hitting move uh, and it goes quite a bit further. Uh, she's looking pretty darn good. But what what do you think?
0: Well, okay, so I am, of course, going to be a little bit biased here because I, quote-unquote, grew up playing Goken and playing against Filipino Man's Rose at Wednesday Night Fights. And once he figured that out, man, that was one of the worst matchups in the game. And uh, it's so much so that F, uh, Filipino Man taught Chris T. Rose just for my Goken at Wednesday Night Fights, and it was a valid strategy. He beat yeah. me more often than I beat him, in that. and it's like it's kind of only had that for me. Uh, so I have some some PTSD from Rose, no doubt. We, now we the...
1: played one time in front of the entire team, and I beat you too. And you were a better player in Street Fighter Four back in the day. But I'm like, vantage matchups, take it. You know, hold hold that crap, John. Because not... sure, <laughs> what is that well, like I'll a just seven say three? Lag. 8-2 matchup or something like that that was definitely in my favor and I, I got you in front of the entire team and I'm like well oh, we never have to play again and we never did so that was, <laughs> was... <laughs> I, I I ran up in the, the opening round I jabbed you I rage quit and technically I won so there it is <laughs> but anyway,
0: you rage quit and you technically won I like it <laughs> uh, yeah so, so I, I coming, I'm coming from a place of uh, frustrations with Rose in the past and as I understand it man that's kind of been how she's been designed since yep. uh, day one in the alpha games right like she She's just sort of this annoying, pestersome character that leaves you in scenarios where you're just out of reach of hitting her and, like, you can hit her scarf, but she doesn't have a hurt box on it. It's things like that. And you end up getting a stiletto to the face for going where you you feel like you should be able to hit her. And then she's got stuff like Soul Satellite, which happens to be a V-skill now. Like, ugh, things like that. She's got a Ganesian. She's got teleports. She's got weird moves that... uh, these kind of gimmicky looking tarot cards the potential for her to be incredibly frustrating is through the roof and yes i'm coming in with this particular pair of eyes looking at her but man that that's kind of my first reaction here and my note is that like Rose looks frustrating AF. And um, and I think that kind of lines up with you. It's the same sort of story that you're telling. She looks really fun. Yeah, because you're the Rose player and the Rose, yeah, Rose lover. And yeah. uh, so, for, so from the player two side of things, she looks really potentially frustrating. And I think we're saying the same thing there.
1: Uh, now I have to ask you, do you think she's going to be less or more or the same frustration level as Minot? Because I know my Monat is kind of a special level of pain. You and uh, Dream King have told me that many times. Uh, what do you think in terms of the comparison there? And I know you know unreleased character versus one that's
0: out, but sure. Well, I, I so Manat's one of those zoners, like through and through, right? It's like you're just trying to get close, and like Rose probably is that to a to an extent. She seems to be like maybe more of a medium range space control. So. I would liken her, well, I guess, closer to Poison than I would Monat, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but there's, you know, it's it's a similar kind of... They're in the same ballpark. And, uh, I mean, a lot of it's going to come down to, is she also super frustrating once you're in? Her ability to escape and her ability to get crap started from those frustrating ranges where, you, like I was saying, you feel like you can get her, but you just can't. And then she does something like a slide into V-Trigger, puts you in this scenario where she's got crazy mix-ups and such with her Ganesian or with her teleports or something like I feel that there are going to be a lot of situations where you're minus two in her face and the options that she has are just terrifying and then tack on like maybe she's got some kind of one of her buffs on you or, or debuffs on you or a buff on her There's going to be, I I don't see a scenario where we don't walk away pretty damn salty from some casual sets. And, and, I mean, that's the go-to case with, you know, most people that play on the regular and certainly under the Event Hub's team of when we go and, and play some Street Fighter V, but there might be an all-new level. So will it be yeah. the same as Minot? Like, like, maybe not, but maybe even worse, because Minot's usually just frustrating in one dimension, that you're trying to chase her down and are having a hard time doing so. This might be a little bit of that, plus a little bit of she also just turns the tables on you, and it, that feels like a level of, oh, like, that was unfair, you shouldn't be able to do that now. And, and, and yeah, so I think potentially worse. Yeah,
1: Rose has never not been a whore. And that's nothing to do with her her sexual you know nature or anything like that. That's absolutely nothing. It's a whore in her gameplay, and that she is just so painful to deal with. And that's her as a character. That's why I play the character. It's um I I, I understand how to impact characters in a certain way that makes them very frustrating to play against. I, I want people to be very frustrated when they play against me because then they make mistakes, and then that's where I typically win. Right? Like uh, I I want you dealing with the uh, you know Manat stand uh, stand medium punch like fifteen times in the face even though it's doing like 5 damage each time it doesn't matter it's the mental damage that's getting to you because i know eventually you're going to get frustrated and do something dumb then i'm going to kill you rose takes that to an extreme uh as you were just pointing out it's like um is she like plus 2 negative 2 doesn't even matter you know is it is it the classic uh street fighter 5 where it's only negative 2 if you think it's negative 2 right it's uh the frame data doesn't actually matter um <laughs> Rose is gonna be really interesting because from the from the footage, it looks like her stand medium punch is maybe a five frame normal. Uh, and you know from playing Nikali how incredibly nice that is to have. Uh, and it's probably plus two or plus three on block. It might be six frames, we'll see, um, but it's definitely a frame trap. And so if you try to just dash in on Rose, she can ping you with that, go into um, crouching medium punch for a full combo. Uh, it's not the kind of thing where she's gonna be really free on people just uh, dashing in on her. And then on the anti-air uh, end of things, her her Crouching Heavy Punch looks pretty good. It has a lot of range, but also a lot of recovery. Um, so that's fascinating. But she also has her anti-air scarf, and it looks to be pretty fast and pretty good. So if you do a bad jump on her, she can do her the EX version wall bounce you and then get a combo afterwards. So it's the kind of thing where if you decide to do a couple bad jumps at Rose, you're going to eat quite a bit of life for doing it. Oh, and then if she has an air-to-air anti-air um, where she can like jump uh, medium punch, I think, and then she can cancel into her air fireball and get a combo on that. So, you know, she's doing, again, she's got, like, three different options for really good anti-airs. And then on top of that, she has, I believe, at least four crush counter buttons, maybe one more. Um, and it, it's like, okay, wow, they give this character a lot. You like, just said she, air
0: fireball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. It's a, This character has, like, the kind of the kitchen sink thrown at her, and that's one of the things that developers flat out said is, like, they're like, Rose is really fun and they're like it's very clear that they spent a lot of time with this character um back in the vanilla days of, of street fighter 4 it was very clear that like rose was kind of like half finished like they're like ah that's good enough like we've got to get this console version out let's go and do that and i mean mm-hmm. i was playing her back then she sucked like it was ridiculous a lot of the things that, that she had like her ultra one like half the cast could just avoid it on reaction like the moment they saw it start up they could do like an air tatsu or they can do a bunch of other things and it was like her ultra like you couldn't combo into it like practically at all like it was just it was broken it was broken bad <laughs> yeah and, and so um anyway like i i'm kind of used to rose like it, it, rose being unfinished is kind of like the history of the character too even in alpha one she did not have her drill i'm not even joking most people are like she didn't have her drill i'm like yeah th- her, her drill was not in the game until That's alpha 2
0: like not having a green hand i can't even imagine it
1: yeah, exactly <laughs> so um anyway um they spent a lot of time with her they spent I- like huh
0: yeah, I wanted to ask you, because I know for almost a fact that you've already sort of played this all out in your head, at least to the degree that you can with the footage that we have thus far. Why um, would you
1: assume that, John? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to qualify that, because everybody that's been listening for more than 10 minutes already knows. Um, that. Uh, first, I want to ask, does anybody look like they'd be a particularly formidable match against Rose with what we know thus far? Are you scared of any characters?
1: <sighs> Rose's history is dive kit ca- characters usually give her problems, but she has the anti-air scarf now. And, and especially with the range on her crouch heavy punch and then her other anti-air options, it's like Capcom took one of her biggest traditional weaknesses and made it pretty darn good. Like if her anti-air game is maybe the best in Street Fighter V or among the best, probably Poison still higher, but um, I would not be surprised at this point in time. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I'm wondering if like, you know, some people can outzone her because because... because she doesn't have reflex anymore. Um, She really looks like a character. I I can actually say what her her biggest weakness is right now, Uh, and that is um, uh, don't let her get her traps off. You want to basically stay in on her at ranges where she can't put out her uh, soul punish. punish. Uh, What's that?
0: Yeah, Soul Punish is the name. It's kind of that's gonna get confusing real fast because it's a term that we use all the time as well.
1: Yes, uh, and that's her Orb Explosion Trap thing. You do not want to see that thing on screen. It takes about two seconds to explode, and then the EX version can be done like as a block string and, and a frame trap. And then I believe it's probably like freaking plus ten on block or something like that. It's really good. And the thing about it is like even if it doesn't hit you, it's giving her space to get out her um, V Skill two, her her uh, Soul Satellite, right? You do not want to give this character space. Uh, Her fireballs are fast. Um, They look to have very good startup, but they also have really long recovery, which is very traditional for Rose. So if Rose does a bad fireball, you should be able to get a jump and punish without issue. But if you are just a hair late, you know what's coming? That anti-air scarf is coming right up at you, and it's going to snatch you out of the air, and it's going to hurt. So it's... You're very used to this with with Monat, where you kind of have to thread the needle to to blow her up. I really think that Rose is going to share that characteristic where you better get your homework done, and you better know what you're doing against this character, especially against a highly proficient player, because she's very technical, and she's got a lot of moves. And if you don't know each of those moves and how to counter them, I think you're going to be in a lot of pain against this Mm. character. So, combo of V-trigger and V-skill, what do you got? Uh, definitely uh, the orbs uh, I, I think the tarot cards are pretty much worthless um, the mm-hmm. history of of random draw cards being a factor I, I think they did a good job with like the frame data on the properties of them the big problem is like if you finally manage to set up a tarot card and it's the wrong one. What the hell are you supposed to do well, with that? I, I, yeah. I was
0: uh, so we were wondering like are they random? I don't think I think that she always has one chambered. Like she'll start the round with one of them, and, and you see the little icon, and then she can change that by pressing. It was it down and V skill, so she can yeah. cycle through. But she has, I, I maybe would, it's not random, but like she has to get to the one that she would want to use, and then. Is she in the right situation at the right time? There's just so many extra layers and hoops that she would kind of have to jump through there. And that to get that is sacrificing soul satellite, which looks terrifying from day yeah. one. We, I mean, we've already experienced it before. And now it's like not even locked behind being a super. It's a V-skill.
1: God. Yeah, the, the tarot card um, uh, draw is actually literally called like tarot card shuffle, you know, kind of thing. And so and that's how come I'm calling it random because I mean, like, why would you call it shuffle if it's not random, right? Like it, 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 it with high level players, you traditionally want to reduce the random factors as much as possible. There's a few high level players who get by on random, but they are few and far between uh, shots to Punko. There's a few people who can make that work. Very few people can make that work. And it's, it's how come I think that she was really designed around V-Skill 2, the soul satellite, right? Yeah. Um, and and with that, I also think that that the Ganyjin, uh, the soul illusion, that has always been a very dominant thing. And I, I could have swore Capcom was going to make that V-Trigger 2 three bars. I just assumed it was going to be that way. Uh, and it's not. And that tells me that this character is not even entirely based around her v triggers. She's actually based a lot around her EX moves and other stuff. Um, she is a very full-featured character from what I can see. And <laughs> and you can do uh, – yeah, <laughs> shout-outs to that, uh, especially when she takes her scarf off, right? But um, anyway um, – didn't intend that one, but shout outs to that. But anyway, um, uh, she's got a lot going for her. Uh, but I also think she's going to be pretty darn hard to play. Uh, I, I don't think she's going to be as technical as Monat. Um, but when you start seeing some of those soul illusion combos, you're like, okay, this is really tricky. Uh, so how it gets really tricky, let me explain it real fast, is that mm-hmm. if you hit the same move twice, it causes a juggle. Now, I'm not saying like you hit standing heavy punch and it hits twice and it causes a juggle. I'm saying the second time you, you land the stand heavy punch in the combo, the second time you hit the, the input, then... That causes a juggle so you can do some really interesting stuff like with uh, even canceling you know stand heavy punch uh, and all these other moves and whatnot and create kind of your own dynamic combos and and when people are calling it like a gain they're not wrong especially if you played uh, third strike Yun. you could really express a lot of creativity with this character Mm -hmm. and that's something developers flat out said you can do. So when they're talking about this character being highly technical and and very good, I think it's mostly based around this because the damage she's getting off of it, especially for a two-bar V trigger, is really good. You couple in a two-bar V trigger with V shift, and and already her probably being fairly slippery, and it's like okay, like uh, I I don't want to call it tier for, for you know a character that's not released yet, but I again would be shocked if she's not at least mid tier, um and and you know, no shock at all if she's high tier
0: yeah yeah absolutely like so I'm, I'm wondering first of all one of the saving graces i guess or like the necessary <laughs> components of v trigger two the ganesian is that it's really uh, it, it's pretty short-lived that timer goes down pretty fast i think it's like a total of like yeah maybe four or five seconds is is yeah. what i off the top of my head so once she activates she's not going to be able to use it like you know the way g has his v trigger and is like oh 16 tries to get you with this now you know and and Um, and like bison and whatnot, (laughs) uh, but, but so she's going to need to use it with some tacks and it's probably going to be more along the lines of she's going to have to do like a slide or something into it that put her next to you, put her plus, uh, and then
1: no, actually that's not the case. She can stand heavy punch, uh, which is one of her best normals and it's, uh, cancelable. You can cancel stand heavy punch into like a fireball or a drill or whatever. Um, it's almost, I actually call her stand heavy punch. Um, like the baby version of Manat stand heavy punch. That's where Manat throws her sphere, like at your feet and it's ridiculously good. Uh, well, Rose has a very similar move, which doesn't look like it has much of a hurt box on it And it doesn't hit from as far But it hits from pretty darn far and it's special cancelable So she can do that hit stand heavy punch go into her v-trigger get engine and then set up a bunch of other stuff And there's actually combos in the footage that show her doing that
0: uh, It's sure. pretty so, damn powerful. Yeah, so uh, well So my point there was more like she'll put a button on you activate and have to use it right away She's not gonna like yes. activate from yes. far away and then use it to get close and use it to like, you know Do some do some mix up and try to open you up with it like it's sort of a one-shot thing which thank goodness i think that's what most v-triggers should be anyway um and and i'm I'm glad to see that it is that i also have to wonder with maybe some of it it's like maybe it can be v-shifted but some of those moves like i mean if you're doing a heavy attack that's going to put in a a pretty decent amount of blocks Then, so you probably don't have much in the way of uh of you know gaps in those moves but maybe it's sort of weak to v-shift and, and if you can get out of it like once she started then she's probably done with the trigger you know by the time she's got close to you i don't know how much she's gonna be able to use again though i say that and it also affects her specials like her fireballs and stuff too right yes. doesn't it turn her fireball into a two hitter and then like maybe her ex into like a four hitter or something like that yeah, so yeah
1: it powers up her, her projectiles which is bonkers to me but again as you see it's a very
0: short window so yeah, so a hot fire burns quick, hopefully, and uh, ugh, but it's scary looking, man. Especially yeah. <laughs> like oh, I'll also have my uh, soul satellites out, and uh, you, yeah. well, I guess you wouldn't have you debuff, so thank goodness. But <laughs> it's yeah, you, some scary scenarios.
1: Don't give this character room. Do do not give her room to operate. You want to stay fairly close to her. Uh, keep pressure on her. Uh, that's going to be easier said than done. But again, it's um you can do it. It's Street Fighter Five. Pressure is how you play this game, right? For a lot of characters. So their their fundamental way of playing is going to be the the good way to play against Rose, I would assume. Uh, but be really careful against her normals. Uh, and I, again, I, I do want to mention actually on the uh, the Soul Illusion V Trigger two that you're going to see a lot of drops with that thing. Um, it's I, I'm going to compare it to Monat's V Trigger one where uh, even Sako, Infiltration, the best players are dropping it. In tournament, I think you're going to see plenty of drops with with Gen because it's hard to use. It is legitimately difficult because the scenarios that come up in the spacing, they're going to be very heavily dependent on what combo you get. So you're going to have to put in a lot of lab time with Rose to make that consistently work. But she's not a V-Trigger-based character. This is a two-bar V-Trigger. She doesn't need it absolutely to win. It's not like G, you know, or something like that, where that's the entire basis of the character. So
0: cool um, yeah so i'm, I'm excited to yeah. see what desk will do with this with this yeah. with the yeah. uh v skill 2 and v trigger 2 this might be desk's greatest character a greatest opportunity so
1: yeah i, I do want to uh, chime in actually a little bit on v trigger 1 uh, that's your teleport um it, that is uh, it's that one's going to be kind of like for rose players who wants to rush down and kind of have an easier time uh doing setups and stuff um that is uh uh she can basically escape with it, which, you know, that's something. Uh, I think she gets about two teleports with it, and she has some nice combos from it, and some decent setups as well. Uh, so it's not the kind of thing where you get the, those teleport mix-ups and that's it. She can, you know, just activate with her combos and do stuff there. So it seems like a pretty darn decent V-Trigger, especially if you don't want to make the commitment to the Ganagen. Uh That's a huge commitment to make. If you're going to play that, you're probably going to play it exclusively to some degree, um, because it's just it's so much time you're going to have to put into that. Right. Uh, so, so the V-Trigger one is kind of like the the lesser option and again like rose most rose players are not used to this level of execution uh and, and having her be one of the more technical characters is not normal for her like in street fighter 4 she was maybe the, you know uh, i don't know if the easiest character in the game but she was one of the easiest characters to play in the game so it's kind of an interesting thing but um beware i've said it i, I have to end on this because oh my gosh I, I just have to watch out for her stand heavy punch um I don't know exactly what capcom was thinking of that <laughs> because uh, i'm i'm planning on playing rose and that thing looks almost a little bit too good right now uh so um i'm i know you could jump in afterwards and you know get her and stuff but at the same time in the hands of someone who's really good with footsies i am i'm, I'm kind of going whoa capcom uh why did you make that cancelable so um yeah yeah uh, she better have
0: it better be with punishable as hell and you're already saying that it doesn't look like it has the biggest hurt box on it right well, I mean, she throws her scarf out
1: like it's not. And they're not going to put a hurt box on her scarf. Typically, um, why not? So I mean,
0: they did it to uh, Falk staff Yeah we'll and see. Poison's Whip. <laughs> oh, they better put a hurt box on her scarf. You better be able to smack that ShamWow thing so hard because if not, it's so dumb. So, oh my gosh, I just, I'm, I'm having a bad day now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might be having a lot of bad days going forward. We'll see what happens there. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and move on to Oro, because I don't want Capcom to nerf my character before she comes out. Um,
0: <laughs> but anyway. Capcom nerf his character before she comes out. All right, what do you think about Oro? <laughs> all right, Oro, um, I, I had to start right
1: off and just say, because I played a lot of Third Strike back in the day, his model looks fairly complete, and his moveset, it seems like it's basically all the way in there. You know, um... Game balance and such uh, such is extremely important to these games. Uh, and so, I mean, I know Oro needs some more tweaking and other stuff, but like he seems right on track for like the every other month release that we saw in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Capcom had a lot of issues with the pandemic, uh, just getting their work done, getting in a good flow and all that. It seems like they've figured it out. And it seems like Oro, I, I think he's going to be out in June. Like, I, I would be a little shocked if they don't kind of hit their release dates going forward. They haven't put official release dates out there, but, you know, they, they kind of like to do a character every other month. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think Oro looks dead on for that. But like, what were your
0: first impressions of him? Um, so I think he looks cool, uh, interesting. I like how his eyes turn color when uh, when he activates V Trigger Two, and a lot of the little little aesthetics about him, the the floating uh, you know pieces in his Tengu Stone Super, and how there's the Blanca Chan and things like that. Um, uh, he he's interesting to look at, and and beyond that, some of his little goofy animations where he like I think he sneezes or like he blows a nostril or something like that. These little mm-hmm. nuances are fun. So I really like the design of the character. Um, beyond that though, in, in terms of how he looks like he'll work and function, I have more question marks sitting above my head than I do sort of answers or leads here, um, and that's not to say that we didn't get shown quite a bit, but I think Oro's very much going to be mm, the sum of all parts as opposed to like, oh man, a standing heavy punch, he does so much and it's based around that, something like that, You know, and, and I might be wrong, it's early and we haven't seen a ton, but... Orioles has got a lot of weird moves that in a vacuum don't seem like they'd be all that effective, but mm. he's always been someone to, or a character to use things together. And it's like when you pair the fact that he has something like a double jump with the fact that he has something like a, like his Tengu stones where he can send um, single hits at you um, for those that aren't aware or that aren't familiar with that the super, it's like he summons a bunch of objects that float around him and he can send them at you to either, um, you know, for setups or for combo extensions. Think uh, what is it? Minots V trigger one, very similar to that um and and so it looks like through his normals through his specials through his you know v triggers super all of that stuff you're gonna need to be able to piece it all together and from what we've seen so far you know we're like okay here's his medium punch here's his this move and that move I can't really see the character coming together uh, with all those parts. I'd, I'd have to be able to mess with them and see how they interact before I can see the real strategy evolve. That said, they all look pretty damn cool and pretty damn satisfying to do. So definitely potential, but I can't necessarily pinpoint, like, this is how he's going to function directly beyond this more general. Uh, he's going to need to use these weird pieces in weird ways together in, in, a, in a harmony. But it'll be yeah. interesting to see what people come up with.
1: Oro is actually kind of a, a slippery Shoto character. Uh, he has a couple of fireballs he has a really good EXDP uh, assuming like it works like it did in Third Strike. And um, it moves him forward basically a really long distance, much like, you know, Nicali's or, or Kins would, right? Uh, and then it's heavily invincible because Oro is maybe the most powerful Street Fighter character in the history of Street Fighter. Like he, he you know, he 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 basically disables his
0: arm like for every fight just to, for other people to stand a chance. That's like kind of his whole base. It's his right? dominant arm too. And it, this yeah. is really quick because I thought this was cool. It's based on the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu founder um, Helio Gracie. I believe that's mm-hmm. Hoyce Gracie's father. And, mm-hmm. and that's based upon the fact that in there was a fight where there was a match where he was put into a submission. I think it was an arm bar. And he refused to tap out. In the process, his arm was dislocated and broken, and he didn't tap. And I think it's one of his few losses in his career anyway. But they were like, well, you're badass enough that we're going to build this character based off of you. And he might not be the only inspiration for Oro, but he's definitely one of them, and it's pretty badass that they did that. And, I mean... <laughs> Helio Gracie's is pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, Gracie family is pretty, pretty
1: legendary, right? But um, um but it, when, when I was looking at Oro, um, the thing I'm happiest about is that he feels very close to his third strike version of himself. We did not get a totally different character here. Uh, as many of his moves are either intact or they, they're a close variation to what we saw previously. That I'm very happy about. Uh, the standing medium punch is the first thing that they showed. Uh, that was a notable move for him back in third strike, uh, but it seems even more notable now uh, because he juggles after landing it and it, it, they showed that like his first move they showed and there's a reason for that in my opinion uh, he could basically combo after it in a variety of ways now uh, i think that he was a little bit more limited in third strike but they're like hey this is an up close in your face game let's make this move really good uh his v skill to our v skill one i should say also look like it's going to be really good that as it's looks a-
0: scary that okay everything i said earlier like i don't know how these moves are going to function that move will be crazy when paired with other stuff but it alone looks like Oh, yeah. You might start basing a strategy around getting V skill one out because it's scary. I'm sorry. You were saying.
1: No, that's uh, that was one of his critical arts before in Third Strike. And now it's, you know, a much lesser version that the one in Third Strike covered the entire screen. So if that was a V skill, that'd be, you know, pretty good. So uh, but uh, anyway, it's much like the guile strategy of throw a projectile and follow behind it. Right. That's very clearly what they want him doing. And, I mean, Oro is not an easy character to approach now because, like, they give him a new crouching heavy punch anti-air and other stuff. Like, they want you setting up
0: that VSCO one consistently. Uh, And a lot of his moves leave him far away from you. Like, his throws, he's, like, half screen away and and stuff. And so, like, yeah, I think he's going to be able to base a lot around that.
1: Yeah, he's got his double jump. Uh, he's got a bunch of other stuff to, to maneuver himself around, and with his V one, I don't think you're going to want to block it. I think you're going to want to avoid it entirely. Uh, if you're if you're blocking it, you're probably facing a very bad scenario a lot. And then, of course, his Okazemi pressure with V Skill One, like he's just gonna like get a knockdown and throw that thing on you and make you hold it. Uh, That's gonna get scary. It's a three um, hit.
0: That's like that's like close to Ed's V V Trigger, right? Like (laughs) it's the three hit move. And um, I'm I'm not totally sure on this. It looks like it went through projectiles, like as in it didn't necessarily clash with them, or maybe it clashed on the startup of it. it. It has some weird interactions with projectiles, which makes it seem even scarier. It's like you're not. Not even going to necessarily be able to uh it well and it moves weirdly around the stage it's it's like he, it's he scary. can he can control it he
1: can throw it kind of at your head or he can throw it at your feet and it kind of bounces around and other stuff, and it's like, ooh, that's that's good. That is really good. Uh, and then for people who were not fans of this back in the day, uh, the Tango Stone is back. I actually would compare that. Um, I, I know this is kind of weird to say it as well with Rose, but it, it, his Tango Stone is actually a lot like a Guinea Jin. Um, basically, you do your attack, and then the the extra things come in and kind of hit, and you can really string together these huge combos with it. So in a way it's almost like two characters got getting gems at you know close to the same time um, but that would make for just some extremely long and damaging combos with oro but in this game you might want to do maybe 70% of those combos and then kind of drop them and then go for a reset and if you get that reset uh, and assuming tengo stone lasts for how long it did previously like that those resets are gonna be really interesting especially coupled with his like v skill his double jump all this kind of stuff that that when I say oro is slippery I'm not joking about about that uh the, the son of a gun like his um his freaking like uh, uh back roll in third strike like he would like crawl on the ground but like his his body would crawl for him or something i'm like, forgetting the animation right now but the little bastard would like slip away from you like lightning fast like hmm. like he was made of freaking like the terminator crap like the um the melty terminator <laughs> dude anyway I guess melty uh, terminator uh, dude that's that's what i'm going with <laughs> but anyway um uh, but also, if this is like his Third Strike version, he's going to be hard to play. This was not a great character in Third Strike. He was kind of mid-tier, right? You know, he was kind of like, yeah. But there were a few people out there who were extremely good with Oro. And they were like, when they came up and they started Tango-stoning you, Tango-stoning you. There we go. Get it out there. Uh, <laughs> you felt it. You know, and, and so he's... He's hard to play and that's kind of like really what set him back in Third Strike is you had characters like Chun-Li and Ken who are just way easier to play and they got way
0: more for that easy stuff. Right. Right. And and Um, that kind of plays into what I think that that says what I'm trying to say a little bit with how I don't necessarily see um, like most of his moves functioning by themselves effectively right now in that, like when they show a lot of his normals, they have a surprising amount of startup and and maybe recovery, too. And it's like, okay, so if I'm thinking about dancing a neutral dance, I don't know how much some of these attacks are going to work in in the way like that similar attacks are, are effective for other characters. But pairing them together or pairing them when there's a V skill one sitting out there on the screen, or if he's got Tengu stone floating around his head, that's where things look especially scary. No, there, there are some that do look like really effective at just at first glance. And that's, he got the third strike universal sort of like hoppy overhead, right? Yeah, with the knee. Yeah. And it's like, well, depending on the frame data there, it's probably negative, but you can space it and then it'll be plus or like weirdly not punishable. And that might be super annoying. Uh, and, and then again, <laughs> pair that with his other stuff and like that can scale up real quick Uh, but but most of his attacks like his heavy punch it hits twice it looks like maybe it's an overhead but it's really slow looking so it's like you're going to use that in certain scenarios or or paired with a, a particular threat but maybe not so much just as like a neutral poke kind of tool
1: yeah. We haven't even got into like he might have like a homing fireball like on top of it, because I mean, when I say this guy's a shoto and he has multiple fireballs, I mean it like it's I'm like, OK, wh- what are they going to do with this guy? Because he gets really scary really fast. Um, Capcom does do some balancing around characters being like, you know, really powerful in the lore. Right. Uh, that's when Rose is coming out. Super powerful. She's like, you know, Bison's soul equivalent, but like the good side or whatever mm. crap. Lore Crapcom we uh, a uh. a Crack, calm. That would say like they were smoking crack when they made Rose <laughs> and Bison's plot line. It's about the only line. But anyway, Rose is really powerful. Oro is extremely powerful. They they kind of like to cater into that with people's move sets. It doesn't always translate to the tears, but in terms of what their ca- characters are capable of, they do tend to care about that. And so I'm looking at Oro and going, okay, what what is going to happen with this guy? Um, but I also again I, I'm not too terrified of him because like how many people are really going to put in the time? You know wh- why would you put in the time to Oro when you can just jump in the air? with cammy and do a dive kick and get everything that you know oro has to hit 50 buttons to do Mm. right that's a thing you know and I, i i'm hoping capcom keeps adjusting that and keeps rewarding you know technical players who have a lot of skill over people that you know play bison and just mash their face on the joystick um they're getting there but it's it's still a factor in this game so um i i'm i'm less hopeful of oro given his history uh and then also we have no idea how his turtle is going to work um, that's
0: the thing it looks like yeah. it might just be an aesthetic and we thought it was yeah. going to be this weird mechanic balancing act that he'll have to do uh, but but really it, it seems like just a new way of of preoccupying one of his one of his arms right for, for the most part sometimes he gets rid of it and uses both hands and, and that's true to his character in the past like especially when he powers up and does a really uh, strong move or a super or something he'll use both hands and that just kind of adds to the gravity of it and that's kind of cool um but yeah what we've seen so far they didn't mention of having to quote unquote balance it like before and maybe that's just part of the, the story and not so much part of the active gameplay but he doesn't seem to be distracted and i should say like maybe the player won't be distracted with some extra kind of handicap or or, or game that they're gonna to have to play within the game concerning that turtle or that maybe they have an innate advantage but if they lose it he becomes you know like like hakan being oiled up or not i don't know right. but so far we haven't they didn't make virtually any mention of that outside of saying hey it has its own little animations which hey that's cool And um, but but will it affect gameplay it doesn't look like it will
1: yeah, it, it reminds me of, like, the moves in this game, like, with G and a few other characters, where if you do a move and you don't hit any input, like, they'll do a kind of an extra animation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can easily cancel it by just doing anything. And um, I, I think that's what's going to go on with Oro and his turtle. Uh, that would be my guess, but, you know,
0: I, it remains to be seen. So Yeah, yeah. Got anything more on Oro, John? Um, I, uh, I don't think so. His V-Trigger 2 is the uh, the command grab, but it's not really a grab, it's a hit grab, right? So So that's interesting. Um, oh I will say that remember how earlier I was saying that sometimes the previous presentations by like you know the guys at uh, the killer instinct team or the Nrs team and such have inspired me to play I feel that a little bit with oro like I, I'm oh. like I might try that kind of stuff out I've been just jumping from character to character uh don't tell John but I played Nikali the other day and that was a, it was like pretty badass I felt like I had control like, like I haven't had in a long time and it was kind of like riding a bike which makes sense right super simple and stuff but uh but yeah I, I'm I might, oh, I might... Um, on the Nikali front please play him be- because I'm pretty sure Rose is going to destroy him. Yeah,
1: so no. um, I've been dealing with that bad matchup for the last you know, four years or whatever. Play all the Nicole you
0: want, man. I'm good to go now. So. I've been jer- dicking around with uh, uh, V-Skill 2 as well um, just because it's like, eh, I'll try it out. It doesn't seem like it's very good, especially compared to what you're giving up with V-Skill 1, but it's more about like just exploring that space and seeing what you can do with it as opposed to trying to get wins. Just figuring out more about the character and who knows what you'll find. Um, and and it's, it's, it's already yielded more than I thought it would, but I don't want to too far off on that tangent, Um, just that I do, at at this point in time, we'll see how I feel when the character actually drops, but right now I am fairly intrigued at like, you know giving Oro the time of day, seeing going into training mode with him, seeing what kind of stuff comes up, and uh, maybe giving him, um, being one of a pocket character Mm. Yeah, um,
1: no, please go back. Don't play Oro. Play Nikali because yeah. one of the things I know you hate the most is when people have their air trajectory altered. Rose has an air fireball now. And that means that when you super me, I can just air fireball and completely avoid it and then come down and punish you. Please play Nikali, yeah. John. Don't, 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 don't play Oro.
0: Oro, has <laughs> an, Oro can back jump and double jump from the back jump too. It's <laughs> It's coming all over the... That's a weird way of saying it. It's coming down the pike. <laughs> more, <laughs> freezing, more, yeah, it's more anti-air or more air trajectory altering BS for this game. That's exactly what I'm looking forward to. Boom!
1: Uh, I do have to ask you now. You you said that Oro looked particularly annoying. Like, what scenarios do you see him kind of going into that are going to be
0: a problem for the opponent? Well. First of all, the V skill one is the main thing there. Okay. But then also, uh, like the Tengu stone might be. Oh, and, and something we should point out here, which is kind of neat, they did the Tengu stone. Um, he summons like a couple pieces of de- of debris and then usually a Blanca Chandol. And when the Blanca Chandol hits you, it electrifies you. So it's got its own property. And then furthermore, it also says that he can sometimes summon rare objects. And we saw Sean's basketball pop up in the showcase. Who knows if there's more beyond that? and if these attacks have certain effects it's like that might be something of a a kind of a random uh, like effect that's going to happen and and if like if the Blanca Chan hits you and it stuns you for longer than a traditional one you know or like one of his standard ones or maybe the the basketball has you bounce off of the wall or something who knows uh that might throw a, a, a strange I don't even know if the wrench in the works is the right way of putting it, but that's going to alter something about the character depending on how often it happens. And, and I don't know, maybe it's just a peach pulling a turnip uh, or, or like a bad, whether a bad turnip or a bomb and stuff like that and smash bros occasionally, or maybe it just like, it very like t- plays right into the way oral functions and you're just going to have to be ready for different random things to happen. Yeah. The stitch eye turn up or whatever I think it is. Um, yeah. It's a, uh... Uh, shouts
1: to smash players man it's um <laughs> I love how like I was told for years that smash is not technical or you know hard to play and other stuff and then uh, we get like adapt to trigger and they're like showing me how to play the game and I'm like this is impossible like, <laughs> I've been playing fighting games my entire life I can't play this worth a day I'm like how do you play this damn game And anyway, but um uh, but yeah it's um uh, it's it's so funny how much uh, like technical nature we get into with these games and how rewarding that is right like Capcom and other companies keep doing that keep making your technical characters rewarding to play and like make them strong because if you put in that time like human error human input problems like that's a thing like don't make characters who mash their face on the joystick really strong it's stupid to do that we hate that like it it sucks and now the people who play them they like it but no one else does Mm -hmm. so don't do that anymore but um last thing here uh akira uh i'll say right off that she actually reminded me of kami and sakura in terms of her gameplay and moveset uh but i i think her brother daigo um, being a big part of move moveset is, is going to be a thing since Street Fighter 6 was actually planned to be a team-based game initially uh, I think uh, Akira is basically a way of testing out that concept and I don't think Street Fighter 6 is going to be team-based anymore They, they, I think Capcom kind of put their foot down on that, right? <laughs> um, But um, I think that her team-based attacks, based on how Rival Schools works and other stuff, I think they are going to be a bigger part of her gameplay than they are with Armika. I don't know if, like, gigantic part, it might just be tied to her V system, but I think that she'll have more team-based attacks with her brother Daigo, and I think it's kind of a cool way of of bringing that kind of new flavor to the game.
0: That's fair. With what we saw so far, I'm pretty sure that was a V-trigger sound effect that she calls him in with, and so it's very Nadeshko um from what we've seen so far but who's to say that it's completely limited to just that um, and the character yeah I, the first one that i thought of was actually jury uh, but Sakura <laughs> is a good one there too and maybe that's just because like you know akira is doing like flippy fan kicks and stuff and jury does uh, similar moves and that she's got sort of extended combos and uh jury does the same but man this character uh, at least with the way she hits you after she's opened you up very much more in the realm of you know like marvel versus capcom combos or dragon ball fighters or i dare say rival schools where she's got you up in the the air and she's doing like kind of like target combos in the air into like you know launchers and whatnot and um very different feel from virtually anything else i think that we have in street fighter 5 right now and, and really it, it doesn't feel like the street fighter way if that's just restricted to once she started combos then like fine whatever it's like the way she does it's not massively important but if she's able to move in those sorts of ways as well or set things up with that kind of um uh, ability and, and and maneuvering like that starts to get scary because now you're putting someone who isn't really like the rest of the cast in a very significant way in the cast and then whenever you do that you run a really strong risk of them floating right to the top or right to the bottom Mm -hmm. and with like if you put marvel and street fighter they're probably going to flow right to the top right so um i'm not worried but that is something that's on my radar from what we've seen the little that we've seen thus far
1: yeah, I, I, there's so little to judge her off of right now. It's very clear that her, I think her moveset is being decided still. Uh, a foundation is there, but uh, I'm not terribly impressed with, with her base moves, but that's a come. I think her brother is going to be a big factor in, in how she plays, I hope at least, because I think she's going to be kind of uninteresting unless they do something like that. Like her moveset's a little bit too, like Lucia, Sakura, Cami. like we've, we've kind of been there, done that. So like I'm really hoping like maybe she rides in on her motorcycle for one of her attacks, you know, shouts to Ghost Rider, something mm-hmm. like that. That, right um, and, and so I, I think they're going to do some interesting stuff with her or else why did you put her in the game you know why, why did you go out of your way to put Akira a from Rival Schools in there like yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me um, so I, I, I think that we're going to see a lot more of what she offers
0: and I think it's going to be far more diverse I think we just got a teaser so. now I, I have a note here that said uh, she has very satisfying looking combos you're, you're not feeling the same way then huh because it's like they, there's I, a I lot mean, of multiple hits they're not heavy like hard hitting hits most of them but it's like a yeah. rapid fire like.
1: You know, yeah, no, I mean that that matches who she was in rival schools like a stubby kind of like rushed down character right like but We've got that. Like, we've got Lucia, we've got Sakura, we've got Cammy. How is that that much different than those characters? And so that's like, I want to see some different flavors in there. And that's like, I might think her brother's going to add that, right? right. Like, I, I think that the team-based stuff. I think that will be really cool because we don't have that kind of style of character in this game. And I know that Capcom was heavily pursuing that uh, that style of gameplay. So it's kind of a cool like precursor to what we were going to get in Street Fighter Six, which I don't think is happening anymore. Uh, much like we got the Omega mode in Street Fighter Four, which was a precursor to a lot of stuff in Street. Fighter 5. it's a cool way of testing it out before we get it so now
0: do you think visually she's completed yet or do you think we're going to see some evolution there because i like it if this was launch i'd be like oh okay but it's certainly not up to par i don't think with a lot of the other characters that have come out more recently she looks more of like a launch roster and like what street fighter 5 was back then sort of a character uh she's not She's not terribly ugly or anything like that, but I think that you could give it a little more nuance and a little more pizzazz. Um, and, and with a lot of the characters that we've seen uh, In recent times that's sort of become the expectation um, I know I've, I saw a person or two on you know social media go like oh, I'm not not too impressed with how she looks um, even separate from how she's you know functioning right now, but um, I, I suspect that she'll get a little bit more, you know, uh, whatever, you know, refinement on her facial features or stuff like that before she actually jumps into the game.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think the improvements mostly going to come from her moves. I think her moves look pretty vanilla, you know, um, but. Um... That's that's how I feel so far. Um, but um, I, I mean, I I didn't have any problems with her model. Like her model looks a lot like her artwork and how she looked in rival schools. But like you know, uh, instead of having you know ten polygons on the character, it has like you know however many polygons they put on there. At right
0: least now. fifteen. So
1: at least fifteen. There you go. Um, but um, I mean, no problems with her looks, So, but I I tend to not. Uh, I mean, I like the way Sakura looks in this game. Like her, her bug-eyed kind of nature is not very good, but like I love uh, Sakura's like whip throw animation because it's it's. I know th- people think it looks goofy, but we're playing a freaking anime cartoon game. Like that, it's supposed to look goofy. Like it's it's supposed to look fun. Like right? so, I I kind of like stuff that looks a little bit weird. Um, that reminds me of like you know playing like a, a watching a Saturday morning cartoon. You know, like that's what Street Fighter is to me. It's an anime game. It's a manga game. It's a it's that's the style of this game. And and if stuff looks a little bit too serious or realistic I'm I kind of don't like it as much like that's not what Street Fighter is so I I had no no problems with uh, uh,
0: Akira's look so far mm. I was thinking more along the lines of it's not that she doesn't uh, that she would need to look more realistic I just thought she kind of looked mm-hmm. Bland or something like you could you could pizzazz her up with some cartoonish stuff I don't really care either direction, but just do something but but maybe not and it's not gonna be the end of the world But the, you know, you
1: with- know um, one thing I will say actually is when I was watching Rose's footage uh, well, Twitch isn't gonna like this too much But when I was watching it on Twitch I could see that the animation looked a lot more stiff for Rose and then when I watched it on YouTube There was definitely like the recorded version had more frames in there and I'm like oh that looks smoother now So when we get her hit ha- our hands on her like she might look a little bit better off Uh and I mean, I don't think, I think it's just kind of an artifact of streaming as well. Like they're cutting frames to get you, you know, as, as the video as quickly as possible, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so I think that some of the jank might disappear when you actually get it in your hands. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, I haven't quite picked up on what you're saying, but I, now I'm going to look a little closer for it.
0: So. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know if you had anything else, but I have one. Kind I do. Of... Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, it's briefly then what kind of players are going to play Rose? What kind of players are going to play Oro and what kind of players are going to play Akira?
1: Uh, so for the answer for uh, Rose is definitely horse, um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and again, nothing to do with, with sexual nature on that. Just completely horse in our gameplay, right? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, you know the type of players, and I'll I'll mention this guy now because uh, he definitely is a agitator shameless with how jerks. He la- uh, <laughs> yeah, well speaking of that uh filipino man as you mentioned him earlier he's, he's shameless jerk
0: anton you <laughs> uh, he, he's he
1: was known to maybe in another player he beat him with chun li and maybe he did the whole chun li super thing oh on yeah that was hilarious because it didn't happen to me <laughs> um you know it, it's it, that's not necessarily all rose players but like we don't have too much of an issue with uh just really making you feel the presence of our our really dominant kind of stupid character right like and it's just kind of like you're going to hold this uh with oro i think that i think a lot of people who enjoy the shadow move set but um want a more technical and kind of like crafty character not just a straightforward like you know fireball uppercut type stuff but they want to have the mix-ups they want to have the setups but with the shadow move set i think that they're going to go to oro he's a pretty special character in the right hands like Uh, he just never seems like he's going to be high tier but he always seems like he's going to be a viable tier because of his moveset being what it is and then again that one time he's he's like a really good version of Fong in terms of um, Fong just sucks right but you you know that there's a handful of players that play Fong at a super high level and you run across him and you're going to be terrified well there's going to be a handful of players I think that play Oro at a very high level and he's actually going to be competent Mm -hmm. and so he's going to have a handful of people like you're going to see someone like maybe a Sako or um you know someone of that nature who's very gifted and they're gonna put the time in with the character and you're like okay is oro really good and it's like no he's just really good because like oh infiltration might be a great example of a super gifted like oro player uh, uh so kind of like the, the 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 lab people who just put in tons of time behind the scenes
0: exactly or like for me i'm, I'm picturing like Something like the, the the troubled genius that that doesn't yeah. necessarily gel with, like, the easiness of Kami and such, but can, like, also see the code in certain ways that other people can't. And then they, like, they see this potential with Oro and they bring it together in these weird but, like, amazingly perfect ways. Something like that. Yeah. Akira, I have no idea. Just too early on. Yeah. Um, it's, uh,
1: uh, it's again, she reminds me the most of, like, Sakura Kami, you know, and, and from there it's, uh, you know, so. Yeah, maybe Marvel players. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, okay, well, to finish up here. Um, uh, I just wanted to say like a shout out to Capcom for putting the sound team in there and having uh, the, the remix of Dan stuff There's a huge team of people that work on these games and getting those people more screen time Just to let them show the work that they put in now There's it's like just nice to see and I want to see more of the developers and stuff go up there uh, I know this has been a big thing at Capcom where there's a handful of faces that we see over the years But you know there, there's so many gifted people and I'm just I'm really glad to see more and more of those people getting time in the spotlight they deserve it they they really work super hard on these games uh you can see some of the the choices that are made that are way above their pay grade that they have to live with and come in and work their butts off every day mm. kind of defending and making good right um and so I'm, I'm really happy to see that kind of stuff it's just it's very nice to to um to see more of the faces and the, the humans that that work on this stuff
0: yeah it was really cool I um, i thought it was a uh... I thought it was a nice touch that they're doing other little things. I don't. I, don't, I, th- I meant to mention this earlier when we were talking about the um, the presentation and such. But like you know, bringing in the, the mocap behind the scenes looks and things mm-hmm. like that, or like it's just it adds to the whole experience and uh, makes you feel like they're thinking about things, thinking about their audience that much more.
1: We get to see the humans, man. Like the humans that, that work so hard on this game that we always hear about. It's so nice to see them. You know, and just like, oh, you know, that's a it's when you when you decouple the um the people who design like how you think the Rashid designer looks like, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, oh, face man, tattoos that's such a visual and... like that's like <laughs> forming in my head
0: right now. What does yeah. the guy or girl that made Rashid look like? <laughs> yeah, it's just he comes into the office and he
1: randomly bites people and punches them in the <laughs> yeah. head. You know, that's kind of the vision that you have. And then you see like the real people like, oh like he just you know, he just messages up on Rashid that's okay you know like you're actually a human you're not like just some kind of you know yeah Um, but anyway um, so yes I really like seeing that Uh, and then of course the last thing I have is um, everything I just said you know before about you know Capcom working on stuff I really do have to take it back and say Capcom is the best company of all time really could never be better they're pretty much perfect thank you for Rose there it
0: is yeah yeah okay that's gonna (laughs) wrap us up for this week of the Event Hub's podcast I'm gonna go throw up (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Capcom. You're the best. I love you guys. Now, you could do your outro <laughs> or whatever. <but> like, uh...
1: <laughs> no, that's all I got, man. That's all I got.
0: That's the last thing I want
1: to hear Capcom so I don't hear froze. That's it. That's it. That's all. We're out of here, guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs>